Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the L2 Sports Podcast of 2022. I'm your host, Lucas Cartelli, and with me, as always, my co-host, Luca Moya. Luca, we took a little bit of a break there, a little Christmas, New Year's break, but we're finally back. How you been? I haven't seen you or talked to you in a little while. What's up, buddy? A lot has happened, man. I'm going to be honest. A lot has happened in sports, but I'm excited. Every time we do one of these things, it, it goes through the roof, even though we've only done it once. Mm-hmm. That was our best episode. So we got guests lined up today. The first one here, it's going to be fun. Just wait until you guys wait a, wait a minute or so so Lucas can tee it up a little bit. But it's going to be fun. I'm excited. And let's get this thing going. Yeah, we did a Christmas special uh, back in the day, two hours. We brought on like six guests. But today yeah. we have four uh, guests. A couple of our buddies are going to come on the show here give us some debate topics. We're going to talk about sports and the world right now. So, Luca, without further ado, let's introduce our first guest of the night. Yeah, okay. Well, guys, if you listen to me on my old podcast, this was my partner in crime here. I got into the podcasting world because of this guy. So, it's going to be plenty of fun. I know he's got a lot to say to me. Uh, of course, we talk really, really good buddy of mine. Pock, Thomas Pockernick, welcome to the podcast. Long overdue, buddy. How you doing? What's going on, boys? It's uh, great, great to be here. I appreciate you guys having me, and I'm, uh, I'm excited to dive in right in and, and talk in some sports with you guys. Perfect. Um, well, basically, this whole episode is we kind of let the guests bring in the topic. So the guests are prepared. We're really not that prepared. But I, I have a feeling I know where Pac's going to go with this, Lucas, uh, mm-hmm. considering he already said stuff to me off camera. Uh, so I'm literally right before the show they were already going at I'm like let's save it for the pod boys let's save it for the pod yeah so Pac what do you got for us today uh it's an easy it's an easy topic of uh of conversation for me when I when I join the call here and I see you just confidently wearing that (laughs) New England Patriots (laughs) that New England Patriots t-shirt I don't don't know how you can do that off of my Miami Dolphins uh you know sweeping your Patriots Mm -hmm. um but yeah, you know, I'm always down to talk football, of course, and especially talking Patriots and Dolphins. Um, I, I think we'll go with the, some trending news today. The whole the whole Brian Flores saga, maybe. Did the Dolphins make the right move? I know that's sort of up your alley as well, because he's an ex-Patriots uh, Patriots assistant. And, you know, history shows us that those guys just never, ever work out in the NFL. And a lot of people seem to think that Flores maybe was the, the first one to turn the corner. Um, but his tenure is done in Miami. I'd, I'd love to hear what, uh, you know, sort of your, your takes on uh, on that whole situation is. Well, I was stunned, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I thought he was pretty good in Miami. I didn't think Miami was going to be this good this quick, especially last year. And then this year it looked like, okay, he's definitely on the hot seat after that start. And then he just goes on this incredible run. Again, missing out on the playoffs by a game. Uh, I, I thought he did well. Considering, you know, all this debate, and we, we talked about this too before the show, Herbert, Tua, there was reports that he didn't want Tua, yeah. um, and there was a lot of, uh, I guess you can say, heated moments between him and your GM, uh, Chris Greer. So that, I heard, has a lot to do with him getting released or getting fired, you would say, but there's no doubt in my mind that he will pick up another job. I think you're right. I think he has been the best assistant like McDaniels wasn't good in Denver Patricia we know the, the routine there with Detroit Co- Coburn now is still he's still reeling <laughs> off of that one so um yeah I, I think, think you're forgetting the- about uh, McDaniels's second tenure his legendary oh. one-day tenure with the Indianapolis Colts too <laughs> there it is yeah I mean he could have turned Carson Wentz around you, you don't think I think he would have did good but yeah it, it's After crazy what I saw yesterday I don't know who can turn Carson Wentz around but yeah 
That's yeah. That's I think our first ever podcast was that draft. I'm yeah, it was. Sure. It was back when Wentz and uh, I think and Wentz and Goff were actually in the league. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were rookies or second year, but yeah. Yeah, that's crazy oh, yeah. to see him just kind of have such a promising start, and now nobody wants him, and he's kind of those game managers now, like Garoppolo, you could say. It's kind of crazy to me, but back to your Dolphins, I'm interested to see. I think they got to get a an offensive mind though. Yeah. You know, Waddle's proven to be a stud. This offensive line, you know, they're they're not bad. The defensive line is great. Wilkins one of my favorite defensive players, even though he just destroys the Pats every time they play. The future, I think, does look bright, but they need an offensive-minded guy, I would say, uh, as their next head coach. See, I was shocked, like both you guys were. Like, I heard Zimmer was was fired, then Matt Nagy was fired. And then I was listening to the Rage today, and then the hosts there were surprised that Flores got fired. And maybe there was a little tension between him and the GM. That's why he was the only one that got fired. Uh, from the Miami Dolphins. Can you really blame them? Like they had a terrible start and then they go on an unbelievable run to make it close uh, to the playoffs. Like, did he really want Tua? I don't know. Is he going to be, was he, this is the question I want to ask you, Pac, because there's a lot of uh, circulation with uh, Watson coming to Miami. Was Flores really the guy that pulled Watson with all those rumors or with a new head coach, it's going to be easier for Watson to come to Miami. Yeah. I don't know. This is what makes it so, so interesting to me because the whole, like it seemed like Deshaun Watson was so attracted to the Miami destination because of Brian Flores. Mm-hmm. And I was actually surprised to learn today. I always thought it was, you know, Stephen Ross and Chris Greer who were pushing for Flores or pushing for Watson and Flores was more so defending Tua doesn't seem like that was the case at all. seems like Flores was the guy pulling for Watson in that building. So now that he's gone, is the pull for Watson in the building gone? Because honestly, I still don't think that they're sold on Tua. Um, Stephen Ross said today that it's going to be the next head coach's decision, which to me doesn't make sense at all because the general manager is supposed to be the one that builds the team. So if you're not firing your GM but you're not letting him make the decision about who the quarterback's going to be. Like that's, that's a real, you know, head scratcher thing to say. I don't know. I don't think the, the pursuit for Watson is necessarily over. I don't know if it's going to be as strong, but I definitely think they're still going to be interested and in, in still at least, you know, pick up the phone and, and, and call Houston because at the end of the day, I still believe in Tua. I think Miami has, I think Miami could write a book on how to not develop a quarterback, especially a talent like Tua who came out of the draft and was literally one of the most hyped prospects we've seen in a long time. They pretty much did exactly what you don't do. They gave him no confidence, you know, no supporting cast, the worst offensive line in football. Um, so I still think that there's a chance for him, but Deshaun Watson is a very, very rare talent. And when you get him with the defense Miami has, you're looking at a, what, top five roster in the NFL. Mm -hmm. So you're, so sorry, Luca. So Pac, you're, you are, if the stars align and Watson magically comes to Miami, you'll be a happy camper. Um, I've always been on the Tua train and I still think I am, um, at this point now, the way this season went and with all the surprises that, and, and even with Flores going now, I'm at the point where I just want to watch my team make the playoffs. I think that they can do that with Tua. I really do. I think that they could put the right pieces around them. Um, but also, like I said, Watson is a elite, elite talent. And if he's cleared, you know, with all the legal situations, mm-hmm. then I think he'd be, you know, it's, it's an upgrade in, in the position. And at the end of the day, you always want to upgrade your team. Um, but 
it's it's a it's a big price to pay, and I think he's he's probably going to get suspended at the end of the day too. Probably get at least yeah. six to eight game suspension. I think so. Yeah, I, I think for a guy like that, it's worth it. I think you just live with it, and you just say, you know what, Tua's probably going to be sent back in whatever deal uh, that they make. But you're looking at Houston situation, like, <clears throat> do they really want Tua? Like, Mills was okay this year. He he was decent, you know, considering yeah. he didn't really have a lot of expectations. I thought he did better than what a lot of people would have thought. What's interesting is I was hearing today is if Flores goes to Houston, will Watson stay? Yeah. And I think if there's a chance of that happening, I think Houston, you pick up the phone right now and you say, Flores, we need you. Like you stay Watson stays. We can turn this thing around. I don't know if they're going to be able to um, Flores is, I think, he, I think when it comes to building a roster, I think we don't have a big sample size of them. And considering that the GM had a lot of say in a lot of the picks that they made, it's hard to really judge him on that. But I think, Listen, he did really good for the Pats. I thought he was great in Miami, especially every time we played the Dolphins. The Dolphins always gave us a tough time. You saw this year, you know, yeah. two games. They beat us. Well, last week or on Sunday, it wasn't even a question. They were just a better team. Week one, we know what happened week one, Pac. We're not going to talk about that. A little lucky there. But, again, they got the win. And that, sometimes you need that luck. Yeah. You got to get lucky to win. Like, no championship. And I'm a Brady fan. He's won a lot of rings. But every single championship includes luck. I'm, I'm glad to see you've matured since our, mm-hmm. since our early yeah. days because before, yeah. if I said that to you, it was like talking to a wall. Nothing would get through that thick head of yours <laughs> when it comes to Tom Brady. Um, so I'm, I'm glad are you, you still uh, Are you that. still the biggest hater on this planet when it comes to Brady? Or are you kind of also kind of seem like, you know what, this guy is the greatest player I've ever seen. I'm just going to give him respect. You know I've what? doubted him when... many times, Buck. I've doubted him many times. Yeah. And he's no. like... I've ever since I've known Luca, he's been t- go for Tom Brady, go for Tom Brady, and I've always gone against him, and he's proven me wrong. Like sometimes you just gotta call a spade a spade and hop on the train. No, it's true, and it's it's amazing what he's doing at this age. And I I, I said you've matured. I think I have as well. And in, in how I view Tom Brady, I still will die on this hill that he is not the most talented quarterback this world's ever fair. seen. He That's does not fair. throw the best football. But when it comes to winning. It's, it's, it's hard to question what he does. Do some of his rings have, you know, you talk about luck, incredibly <laughs> convenient twists and turns, 1,000%. Um, but at the same time, like what he's doing is, is special. And, and I'll say this, when he left New England, when he left my division, my AFC East, and he went to Tampa, I almost started to find him a little more fun. And I think he's, he's opened up did. a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I almost, I almost lost a little bit of hatred for him until I watched the Super Bowl last year. And when those flags started flying out, it all just came back, and I couldn't stand them. And I just wanted the Chiefs to win so badly, but I think we all know who, who, uh, who that, how that game turned out. Yeah. So, you know, the Flores stuff, the Miami, I know it's early, but do you have a candidate that you want? Like, is there a guy that's saying, okay, you know what, like, like a bien from KC or like one of these offensive minded guys or even defensive, like if you want to take a shot on Banjo, I don't know why they would do that, but maybe just because their defense is good enough as it is, they get a guy like that to come in. Is there a guy right now? I know it's early that you would want saying, pick up the phone right now. Let's make a good deal. Um, honestly, I think right now the best candidate is probably Brian Flores, which is, <laughs> it, it, it makes, it makes the situation pretty questionable. I originally thought when they fired him right away, I thought Jim Harbaugh, Yep. But after listening to what owner Stephen Ross said today, it does not sound like that is going to happen unless they're just sort of want to make it super on the download that they're looking into him. 
Um, Bienemy is very interesting because of how he helped a young quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. Not that Tua is on the same level in terms of talent as Patrick Mahomes, but I think that would be nice. I like what you said earlier. I want an offensive-minded head coach. But at the same time, I don't know if I'm really in love with the idea of hiring a first-time head coach just because that's another year killed off of like yeah. – how often do we see a coach come in right away as a rookie and you know, make, a, make a big mark in, 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 a, in a conference, in a division, regardless – um, so I, I don't know, there's guys like Jim Caldwell that are out there who are experienced, Doug Peterson, yeah. but it's, it's not really like a, it's not an attractive hire. And I don't really know if it makes the team any better, but I, we need to somehow get the offense going. Cause there's so much talent on the defense that I don't even know if I'd worry about, you know, a yeah. defensive minded head coach, because I think that, I think they're honestly at the point where they can just get it together on their own, but we need to fix with so, so many issues on the offensive side of the football. Lucas, can I go again? Yeah, no, go again, not. buddy. Sorry, this is this is just brings back nostalgia here. Yeah, so I gotta boy, you two guys are firing, firing away, I gotta keep man. Asking keep going. Puck. So, Pac, when we did our first podcast, the first uh, mock draft we did, it was I think it was I think you're you're correct. I think it was the Baker Mayfield. It was the Baker Mayfield draft because I was on okay. the Baker to Miami train. Oh boy, you were, I and I uh, and I'm huge. I was huge on Baker too. We both yeah. said number one. We got a lot of heat on Instagram. No way, he goes number one. He's not the best guy, and he went number one, right? Um, I think when you look back at that draft, obviously Josh Allen, Lamar, um, they you could Lamar is an MVP. Josh Allen been an MVP conversations. Baker's not even been close to that. Are you off the Baker train if you're Cleveland, or do you give him another shot? The what makes the scenario so interesting in Cleveland is Cleveland searched for what 20, 25 years for a quarterback, Seems like fifty, Seems, and yeah. every single one was swing and a miss. Now you finally land on a guy like Baker, who honestly I think is, I'll throw him in the category of like good enough, yeah. where you can win with him, but you've got to build a really, really good team. I don't know how much longer they can have that good team because he's due for a payday soon. And I know it's not going to be a crazy payday, but that eats into your cap if you're giving your quarterback at least $30 million. So I wouldn't move off of him just because like – show me the better option. Are they going to go in for Deshaun Watson? Cause I don't think that that's really a real possibility. They don't have the draft capital. Uh, I don't know. I, I would, I would stick with him. You got to think of all the injuries he had. Like he had a bad year. He had a really bad year this year, but I think he can bounce back. And if he gets healthy, the O-line was banged up as well. So I, I wouldn't say he's, he's a done deal in Cleveland. Yeah, I know. I agree. I think the roster is constructed. Perfect. I think they have, they're loaded every every side of the ball, uh, everywhere, other than kicker maybe. But <laughs> when you look at that team, I, I, listen, I had him in the Super Bowl. I'm yeah, a lot honest. of people did. I, I, was, I was all in on it. I was like, you know what, Baker was so good with Odell. Now he's going to get Odell back surely. They're going to figure it out. Didn't happen, right? And I think if you're the Browns, you're in a division now with Joe Burrow's a stud. Uh, Lamar, is, Lamar is Lamar. He's going to win you a couple games. He's going to lose yeah. you a couple games, right? And we don't know what's going to happen with Pittsburgh. So they're in, in a situation right now where it's either they got to make the playoffs next year. Like this is, this is the time they got to do what they got to do. Um, now the playoffs are starting, obviously pumped, super pumped wildcard weekend. You look at all the matchups. Is it just me or is it, is it just destined for San Fran to knock Dallas out early again? Like just, you look at the Cowboys after a great year and I'm looking at all the matchups, and out of all the underdogs, 
that is the one game where I think if I'm Dallas, I'm nervous about. They were going to get either them, Arizona, or the Rams, right? Like that was, yeah. they were going to get an NFC West team. If you're San Francisco, again, they're going to move on from Garoppolo, all this. Is that the one underdog of the weekend where you say, you know what, I'm going to take them to win this game? Yeah, and this is an interesting conversation. I was actually talking about this on my podcast earlier today. Uh, the one wild card team capable of not just upsetting a team this week, but actually winning the Super Bowl. And all season long, it's you know San Francisco. Yeah, they got off to a bit of a slow start, but the way they play just screams like playoff football because they can just run the ball down your throat. They got one of the best offensive lines in the NFL and they have a great defense. Like that's all the ingredients. I honestly compare them. And I don't know if you're going to like this comparison or not. I compare them to maybe a little bit of a more mature new England Patriots team. They, they run the ball really well. Their quarterback isn't asked to do much. What he's asked to do, he can get it done. Um, and they have a good defense. So I think that they can make things very difficult for Dallas I don't, I don't, I don't want to look like a cowboy hater and just say that, oh, they're, they're one and done. They're, they're, they're going to choke because I think they're, they're really, really talented. Um, what I wanted to ask you guys, though, is because you talked about the playoffs are coming up. And, and in my eyes, this is the most exciting. This is the most wide open NFL I think we've ever Agreed. seen. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And to me, the Packers sort of elevated themselves at, at some point during the season as being, quote unquote, the best team. But I don't really think that they're head over heels above anyone. I honestly think there's about seven teams that I could see realistically winning the Super Bowl this year. So I, I, I want to hear from you guys. Who do you like? Who, who, who do you got going to the Super Bowl from both from both conferences? Uh, you want to start? Yeah, I'll just, for, yeah. For, at the start of the year, I had Bucks and Bills. But then based on how the season went, that that prediction has gone out the window. And like you said, we've been saying it every single week, Luca, that this NFL – ups and downs every single week. We don't know who's going to win, who's going to lose, what's going to who's going to get upset. For me, I still have the Bucks. I still think the Bucks can do it because again, Tom Brady. I don't want to be be that I've guy, but again, the dark side, <laughs> turn me to the dark I've side, Buck. I can't oh, go against them again <laughs> because it always comes back to bite me. I think the Bucks are going to make a run, are going to be I think it's going to be um Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers again in that NFC Championship. For me, I don't think the Titans can get it done. The Chiefs, we've, they've proven they've gone to back-to-back Super Bowls. Patrick Mahomes, they can get it done in the playoffs. So I think they'll be there in the AFC Championship. I want to say the Bills. I like the Bengals as like a under, like just like yeah. an underdog team. Like Joe Burrow, you don't know what's going to happen there. But I'm going to say Chiefs and Bills, and I'm going to stick with my prediction. Bucks and Bills, Super Bowl. Sorry, Luca. I'm actually going to go. Pats are out, buddy. No, yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be, honestly, I'm going to be serious with this. I got the Packers going as well. <laughs> Listen, this is this is tough for me to say. We all know that. But they have been, I, I agree with Pac, I think they've been the best team. I'm not saying that they're the best team by a mile, like what we see from KC in the last two years. But I think consistently just him and Devontae Adams, for me, that's enough to get the job done. Um, the offensive line, Bakhtiari coming back, their defense. They've had a lot of injuries, and they've done really well. So I'm going to go with the Packers. The AFC gets a little bit more interesting. I think Tennessee has a great resume, and I think Mike Vrabel deserves some serious consideration to be coach of the year after what he's done with this team. But 
if the Bills play to what they can do, I, I think the Bills can go to the Super Bowl. I do. I, I, I think they're really good. They, that is one quarterback where I can say, you know what? He can go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes if he has to when it goes into Arrowhead. They lost to the Titans early in the year, but again, that was a fourth and one. It was yeah. a Derrick Henry crazy game on a Monday mm-hmm. night. I think the Bills could get revenge there, but they still got to deal with the Pats. And we know the Pats can just pull one out and just stun the world. And it's a bad matchup, I think, for both teams. I don't think either team wanted to play each other again. And it's tough for me to say I'm, I'm leaning Buffalo in that game, and that's why I'm going to lean Buffalo all the way to the Super Bowl because I think if they could beat the Pats, I would take them over – Kansas City or Tennessee because I think they're that talented on both sides of the ball. So I'm going to go Packers and Bills. We'll see what happens. For all I know, um, you know, it's going to be Raiders and, and Eagles. So, I mean, the way this season's going, anything can happen. <laughs> Raiders yeah, and Eagles. There's, there's been so, so many upsets this year. It's, it's great. I don't know. I, I would love to see Rodgers and Brady go toe-to-toe again because mm-hmm. we knew going into the season the Packers were going to be good. We knew they were going to get deep into the playoffs. But if Rodgers loses to Tom Brady again at home in a playoff game, the mark that that would leave yeah. on his legacy would be oh, real, sick. real tough for him to recover from. So we'll see. What do you have? What's you your have? Yeah, as we wrap up uh, here, what's your pick for the Super Bowl? Yeah. Um, going back to the Packers, I, I'm going to go against Brady. I'm going to – I haven't learned yet. Of course. But I'm, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I, I, it. It's hard, though, because the MVP never, ever – wins the Super Bowl, hasn't yeah. done it since Kurt mm-hmm. Warner and I think 1999. And I do think Rodgers is going to win the MVP again. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of good teams in the NFC, but to have to go through Lambeau, I think they've learned their lesson from, from what happened last year. That was a debacle. How often do you lose to Tom Brady when you pick him off three times? It's, yeah. it's very, very rare. I think, I think they've matured. I think it's crazy to say this. The Devontae to Rodgers connection has gotten even better this year. Um, so I'm going to pick the Packers as well. The AFC, I've been on the Chiefs wagon the whole year, no matter how bad they've looked, but they just don't look like those same old Chiefs. Maybe in the playoffs they could find that extra gear, but I don't know. It's why, honestly, the Titans with Derrick Henry coming back, they almost scare me a little bit. I like the Bengals, how they've looked in the regular season, um, but I think they might be like. I'm scared of them going up against the Raiders. It's a young, inexperienced team. I could see that being a potential one and done. So, I don't know. I think I'm going to go boring and just say the Chiefs, just because I've been on that. I've been on that ship the whole year. I don't know. You, you guys are both pretty high in Buffalo. I know you were raving about the Bills, my I'm, I'm not high on them. I just, really? they've been so inconsistent this year. Yeah, they have. I just think at their best, they can. Yeah, play at their with best, they, no, at their they, best, there's, there's few that can play with them. Yeah. Um, Pac, before you go. Um, I want you, if you can, if, if it's not too much trouble for you, say three nice things about Brady before you leave. All right. Three nice things about Brady. He has had a phenomenal luck. Phenomenal. <laughs> okay. Coaching, you see, this is not what I meant. <laughs> phenomenal wide receivers. He's great <laughs> okay. at cheating. He's great at cheating too. That's another thing he's good at. Okay. Um, but yeah, the, he, he's, he has a great eye and feel for the level of air and pressure that's in a football. <laughs> You see, this is what I'm saying, Lucas. You see, was, like but you let him off the hook. You 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 gave him you gave him that one. So pocket. Thank you for that. Hey, thanks and for having me, guys. It's, it, been a it's glad to see someone who also can relate to how how thick skin and how hard headed Luca Moy is. So I was good today, though. You got to challenge you were him hard. You were good. You, you were, were good. You let his head get too big. <laughs> Bad things are going to happen, so make sure. Make Just sure. I've been a part of a couple of those things. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. 
Falk, thank you very much. And uh, we'll have you on again soon. Thank you. For For sure. sure. Thanks, guys. Keep it up with the show. Yeah, you too. Thanks, Falk. Take care. That was a great guest we had on, Luca. Thank you to Pac for coming on. Uh, our second guest, actually, been on the pod long time, a lot of times. Baseball, hockey. Now he's here. He's, he wants to talk a little football with us. Andrew Danopoulos, thank you for coming on. Our second guest of the night. How you been, buddy? Uh, I've been uh, actually I've been pretty bad after what happened last night, but I mean oh. we'll talk about that later. I just want to bring up before his Saints lost. Didn't make it no, into the won. playoffs. They, they won, won, but they didn't make it in the playoffs. No. That's a tough one. Also, what happens when you leave it to the last week, but hey, That's what happens. Luca, when, when you went through three quarterbacks, I mean, you couldn't ask for much more, right? They had a tough season. They had a tough we season. We got demon demon yeah. playing back there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I don't want to throw any salt, more salt in the wound, but for you, I'll do it. Uh, I beat him in uh, our matchup in the pool this week. Uh, wow. just he's in for, we're tied for first place. He's got a little bit more points than me, uh, in the pool. So it's halfway through the, halfway through the pool, Andrew, it's, it's going to come down to, I think me and you buddy. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. Hopefully you can stay up with the big boys. Uh, throughout the season. I got a couple COVID problems happening right now. So, uh, oh, yeah. we'll figure it out. Uh, Andrew, what do you got for us, uh, to start off your, your little interview here? Well, you know, I wanted to start it off with the obvious question here, the obvious topic. Are the, do you guys think the Leafs are for real this year? I know Luca isn't a Leafs fan, but I really don't want to hear you speak. Let's hear, let's hear Luca speak on that first. Oh, my God. Do you want a non-biased answer, though, is what I'm saying? No, but come on. Non-biased I'm always non-biased on this pod. There's a lot of bias in your answer, for sure. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll leave, it, leave it to the Leaf fans here to talk bias. Okay. Let's go, Lucas. The don't Leafs... worry, we'll get your opinion in after. Mm-hmm. Are the Leafs for real? That's a tough question right now after what just happened in, with, with the Avalanche. Yes, they've been on a roll. They, they've gone on huge stretches. I think like that 16-game stretch, uh, they're, they're tops, top five in the NHL. But you go into the Colorado Avalanche and you have a 4-1 lead. You blow it, lose it in overtime. That's a top contending team. That's the team you're going to go up against in the Stanley Cup final. You know what I mean? And – We'll see how they go against Vegas. Do they have the depth, better depth than last year? I think so. Jack Campbell, my pick for the Vesno right now, he's playing unbelievable 50 shots against the Avalanche. I think it's going to come down to him and Vasilevsky. Uh, I think they're neck and neck for the Vesno right now. Are the Leafs for real? I just don't think anything right now matters until that first game of the playoffs. I think they're a playoff team, Andrew, but I don't care. Are they a cup contender? Are they a cup contender is the question. Are they they serious this year? Are they going to win a playoff series? Never mind. Okay. Are they going to win a playoff series? I'm going to say not right now. After the trade deadline, my answer could change. You still don't think they're going to win? No. I think they need a little bit more depth on on forward and maybe another defenseman. I don't know if they're going to get both at the deadline. But as of right now, can they win the cup? They, dude, they haven't won a I'm, round, and we've been saying them that they're cup contenders for the last five years, and they haven't won a round. I don't want to get ahead of myself like I always do, so I'm saying no right now, Andrew. Well, I'm more concerned about – I know I, I started off with the cup contender or whatever, but I'm actually more concerned about getting through the first round here because that's been mm-hmm. an issue for us the last four years. 
my thoughts here, if we don't, if we don't make it through the first round, this team has to get blown up. Every from bottom to top, the team's got to get blown up. There's no exceptions. You keep Austin Matthews, you keep Jack Campbell. Everyone else is expendable. It, it, it's enough of this soft talk. Even now, you see they add some some tough faces. It's the same story every year. They add tough faces, still soft talking. You still get bullied. It's the same old story. And look, we're giving up three goal leads again. It, it's and we got the Boston fan here. It's another reason why I don't want to hear him talk. <laughs> Just I, I I don't believe that they're for real either. That's why I wanted to hear your opinion. Okay, um, Luca, yeah, well, the Boston fan. Well, listen, I I think when you look at Toronto, for everything you guys said, their depth is better. I think Kasha was a great signing. He was good on Boston, but he never really played. He was hurt. Um, Richie, on the other hand, <laughs> thank God. Yeah, <laughs> you guys we did you guys him. a favor. Appreciate it, guys. I, I really do yeah, appreciate that uh, that great piece of business there. But I don't know. I, I think it's tough. This year is, is unfortunate because I think this is a really good team, but the team that they're going to have to play is probably going to be Florida, Tampa, Boston, probably not. I think they're too far out of it, but still they got some games in hand. They can go on a run. But even if it's any of those three teams, that's going to be very tough for Toronto, even, and maybe even Pittsburgh, right? If they get mm-hmm. it they get it in the wild card, right? So I think it's going to be tough for Toronto to get out of the first round. I'm with Lucas. I think right now it's all talk, all talk, but we got to see what happens because every year it's the same thing. They lose a game in the middle of the year that they're supposed to win. They blow a lead. They blew it to Ottawa last year. They blew this one to, to Colorado, and everyone's like, same story. They're allowed to lose games. Every team blows leads, right? Mm-hmm. But it's a matter of if they can close it. You don't want to see that in the middle of the year, especially to a good team. You want to see them close out those kind of games. So that, I get, is why a lot of fans are worried. But I, I like this team this year. I, when I look at them on paper, I'm like, I'm not saying, oh, my God, this team scares me. They just play well together and they get results. Mm-hmm. That's all you can ask for. Sometimes the best team on paper doesn't always win. I think if you're looking for Toronto, I think it's a serious chance to get out this year. I'm serious. I think they can really do it. I think I'm more confident than both of you are, but I get it. You guys are fans. You just, you just don't want to be disappointed. So you're not getting your hopes up again, which I understand, but I think Toronto, and again, I'm with Andrew. They don't win this year. And I know we say this every year. It's done for like, it's done. Like they're never going to win a cup for as long as (laughs) in Matthews is prime or not. They can't do it. Marner's gone after this year. Andrew said the only, only guys untouchable is Campbell and Matthews. I agree, but I think Nylander is another guy who I would keep. I think he's great. I think he's the guy you have to keep. But those three for sure, JT's your captain. You might have to keep him. But other than that, and, and Riley, and you gotta keep everybody Riley. else out the door. If, if it's Keith, if it's Dubas, if it's Shanahan, I don't care what you got to do. You got to blow it up. You got to do something here because clearly it's not working. But I think they have a shot this year like every year. But we'll see. Time will tell. It comes down to you the matchup too. Because the yeah. Leafs have gotten unfavorable match. Like Columbus, just a, a hard team to play against when in the bubble. They go up against the Boston team. pretty they much. They were the worst team in it. Yeah, but just they the way the they played, they, they bullied Toronto every every that's single play, hockey. Andrew. That's I know that's playoff, playoff hockey, but that's the reason why the Leafs lose in the playoffs because they don't know how to play playoff hockey. And that's you, you I mean. touched on it here. They're still getting bullied. If you watch the, the Colorado game, they're so much harder in the offensive zone than the Toronto Maple Leafs. They have some guys like Matthews has taken a step. Uh, Nylander has taken a step, a little step, but he's taken steps to that. You have some like Richie. He's supposed to be that guy making hits, getting on that fourth line, getting in the, in the corners, being that rough and tough guy. 
and he can't do that at $2 million. If he's making $750, $950, I don't care. That's just what you're going to get for that amount of money. But him at $2 million, no thanks. Spezza, again, love Spezza. But you're right, Andrew. Uh, we're, not, we're not bullish on the Leafs until that first round of the playoffs. I looked away oh. for one second, and I missed what just happened in this game. No, I think it was a fumble recovery. I, yeah. I see it going on in the background, too. First minute of the game. A little crazy. scoop and Talking score for Georgia. That's crazy. You have bets on this yeah. game, Andrew and Luca? No, I just threw no. it on. It's, it's a bit Does a big Frankie game, have man. a bet? Does Frankie have a bet on it? Oh, I think Frankie took a live bet on Alabama here, but uh, <laughs> he's going to regret that one real soon. <laughs> yeah, he said it's that still is... early, so he's still got hope. What's Big next, start. Andrew? What else you got for us? Well, first, I, I actually wanted to just touch on what Lucas said about Nylander because I actually was a guy who hated Nylander for as long as he's been with the Leafs. But since last year, after, what was it, the COVID break? Mm-hmm. Was there a COVID I think it was after the COVID break yeah. last year. That guy has just looked like a totally different player, especially for the contract. What's he making? 6.7 or 6.9? Yeah, for the money, that guy is a steal. You look at Marner making 11 9 or whatever, 11, whatever it is. 11, 10.9. That's 11. Yeah, that's, that's 10.9 too much. That guy mm-hmm. should be in the AHL the way he looks. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. He, he's, you know what? Pa- being a pass first guy is great, but I mean, you got to be able to do your own with the puck, right? There, it's been two years of the guy, even in the playoff, uh, come playoff time, he's a ghost. He disappears. He's our second highest paid player and he disappears in the most important times of the season. It just, they got to have a short leash for him, regardless of him being from Toronto, regardless of anything. They, they got to, if the Leafs, if the organization is serious about winning, they have to make serious decisions and making a move, like getting rid of Marner is something that could definitely be a difference maker for the organization, right? Mm-hmm. Like 11.9 or whatever goes a long way and you can get three impact players for that exactly. money. Exactly. Exactly. Right, so. uh, like to touch on that too, you like to make a difference on that team. Yeah, he's a pass first guy. Yeah, he, he sets up Matthews or Nylander Tavares on the power play. I saw a stat the other night before uh, he got COVID. He's gone 100 games without a power play goal. Marner? And I'm not trying to be like that kind of person, but. Is this Marner? Sorry. Marner. Yeah. Throwing Luca, myself, or you on the ice. With the Toronto Maple Leafs power play, you don't think we would get one off our butt, off our foot, off our face in the net on that kind of power play. A hundred games, a hundred games. This guy has no power play goals. So I, I agree with your point there as well, Andrew. Three, you could get three guys uh, to add depth, maybe two on forward, two on D. Maybe another backup goalie who can actually back up and, and be decent for us. Uh, we don't have to rely on on uh, our starter for for sixty games a year, so a lot you could do with eleven point nine million. Yeah, I fully agree. It's uh, it's time to get serious. That's that's about it. I think we should just leave it at that. <laughs> there, time for them the boys to get serious. Time to get serious. What I, else, I just, Andrew? Well, I just love it. I I love the minor contract talks. It'll never get old. For it's me. never get old until no, it's, it's until it's either gone or old. Until it's he is old, old, yeah. That's right. <laughs> oh, and here's here's a stat that I actually want want to hear. I want to hear those 100 games of him not having a goal. I want to hear how many shots on net he has in those power plays because it's oh, probably yeah. below 10 because that guy does not shoot the puck at all. Yeah, that's that's one thing he has to do. He has to, he reminds me of a point guard who just passes, averages two points a game, and takes two shots a game. That's what he does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, wide open layup? No, no, no. 
let's kick it to the corner because I don't want to. I don't want to get the basket. Literally, Ben Simmons is what he is. Yeah, okay? exactly. Really <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll refer to him as Ben Simmons for the rest of the show. Ben Simmons of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So just to keep it on hockey here, who who do you guys think is the the top contender? The top so far, contender right halfway now. Halfway through the season here. That's a loaded question, there, Andrew. I'll start it off. Who I think. Start it off. Start it and, off. And it's and it's. I thought it going into the season, and I still say this. I think the Florida Panthers are really? one of the best teams in the league, no doubt. With with that roster, Andre Barkov is honestly he's that guy's one of my favorite players in the league. Just he does it all. He he is like he's what Matthews needs to be. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Matthews should be striving. I think he's Matthews is great. There's no no issues with Matthews here, but. Barkov is just a guy who's consistently been able to do it all for the last how many years? Five years, six, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And that every team needs a number one center that can do things like that. That's that's probably the most important position on your team. And it Florida has a bunch of pieces working around him. You got Huber Doe, you got Duclair, who's completely reclaimed his career in Florida. You got Carter Verhage there, who's also a great just a di- like add on there for mm-hmm. to play with uh, some good players. They have a bunch of guys who could play. They have Bobrovsky, who I didn't think was going to have a good year, but he's turning heads this year. He, people are starting to believe in him again. If they can keep on this course and not to mention their decor there with Ekblad, they got Uyghur, they got a bunch of young guys coming up. If they could stay on this course, I think they're going to be set up for not just this year, but for the next three, four years, they, they have a big window to win here. Mm-hmm. Those are my thoughts. I think when I look at Florida, I, I would trust Tampa in the series over them. And that, that's nothing to take away from Florida. I just think I can't see Tampa losing to Florida. I can see the Leafs beating Tampa. I, I can see that. They play Tampa well for some reason. I don't know. But playoffs, we get a different story. But Lightning, I can see them knocking out Florida. That would be a series where it'd probably go seven games. But would you be surprised, Andrew, if Tampa wins in six or five? No, I – I don't think anyone can be surprised with Tampa taking the cup again. You know what I mean? You look at that yeah. roster and, and it, they, like you said, the best team on paper doesn't always win. And Tampa is the best team on paper by far. There's nobody yeah, that won the past two years. Exactly. But again, the past years. again, the, the play on the ice is different than what you see on paper. Right. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just feel like Florida has more to prove than Tampa. I feel like they got, they got a little bit more of a chip on their shoulder to show that they are the better team. Even if they aren't, I think they, they play harder. That's just my thought. Tampa's definitely got more skill, but I just think Florida plays harder. I just think there's three teams right now you don't want to see. Like, if you're a team, I think there's three teams, cream of the crop. Florida's great. Carolina's great. I'm still going to put Tampa up there. I'm putting Vegas. I'm putting Colorado. I think those are the three teams right now I would put above everybody else. You're going to have your Torontos. You're going to have your Floridas, Carolina, Pittsburgh, Boston, Washington, right? They're always there. Rangers are playing good hockey. But in the West, for me, it's those two teams. Like, I can't really see any no. other team. But, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens coming because Nashville's stunning everybody. But I don't think I would take them over those two teams that I said. So that's kind of why I'm leaning with this. Edmonton's falling off, and I love it because, again, <laughs> can't win with two players. And I don't know why everybody thinks that they will, but we will see. This is going to be an interesting season. It's supposed to be, what, 40 games in, 45 games in? We're still here at 33. So we've yeah. got like 30 yeah. or whatever, a lot, a lot of ways more, to go. Luca. Yeah. 
a lot of ways. 40, I was 50 to, do, to go. I was trying to do percentages, but I realized my mental math. Yeah. That's why we're in sports media. Look, oh, uh, okay. yeah. We didn't get good exactly. in the math. We're all past that. Don't worry. Um, it's Andrew, Florida, like, I agree with – they're like the most complete team, you would say, from yeah. offense, uh, defense, and Bobrovsky and that. If you get Bobrovsky hot in, in a playoff – I, he could go up with Vasilevsky. We've seen it. We've seen him do it before. Um, Tampa Bay again, Luca. You said they're still there. Carolina. I don't. I don't know if they have the the depth up front uh, to get it done. The Rangers are playing good hockey, but I think they're too young, too inexperienced. Yeah, they have Panarin, Zabinajad, Kreider doing unbelievable things. And I know you you touched on Declare there <laughs> uh, in your in your thing. He's playing well too. And in the West, Colorado, Vegas. Anaheim, they're surprising everyone, but I don't see them going far. St. Louis, uh, Minnesota, you could say, but again, just yeah, you don't, another you, team I can't trust. The West is way more wide open than than I think the 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 East is. And right now, Carolina, Rangers, Capitals, Pittsburgh, you could have any one of those teams right now be a, a, a cup contender. But Florida, they're the cream of the crop. I'll go with you on that one, Andrew. Florida for me takes the cake. Thanks, buddy. I'll agree with you on yeah. something. Yeah, that, that, that's You're one, muted, that's one thing we could. Oh, I thought I, I thought you I was muted. That's one thing we could agree on for sure. Yeah. My bad. I was saying. I, look at that support between you two. No, that's we just, argue a lot. We argue a lot. We disagree on a couple fans. things, but uh, it, it, he, he's got a point with 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 Florida there. Uh, Andrew, before we wrap up here, you got a couple more minutes. I know you wanted to touch on some football here. Yeah, I want I wanted to move on, so I, I got a couple different points here. Firstly, I wanted to touch on. Just the I, – I can't think of a word. The atrocious game between the Rams and the Niners. As a Saints fan, I needed the Rams to win. <laughs> they were up by, like, 17 points going into the third quarter. I turned the game off, turned it back on just to see them lose in overtime. It was the biggest heartbreaker, especially for my team who's dealt with probably – I don't think there was a team who dealt with more severe injuries and COVID – outbreaks mm-hmm. and the Saints. I mean, they went through three quarterbacks throughout the year. They, their, Alvin Kamara was gone for how many games? Half the season. We had to bring in Mark Ingram because we didn't have a run game. Like, just the fact that we were even fighting for a playoff spot, again, I, I didn't think anything was going to happen with our season, but the fact that we were fighting for a playoff spot should just show how good the team really is. I mean, if we had a little bit more luck with, uh, with injuries and with COVID – I think we easily could have had 11 or 12 wins and been fighting with Tampa for the top spot in the division. Obviously, I still think Tampa would have taken it, but I think it would have been a lot closer than a lot of people expect, would have expected, especially with a lot of people writing off Jameis Winston. Right? So. Well, his loss was huge. Like, they were 5-2 and two before he went down. He was taking care of the football. But when you got Taysom Hill and – Semyon coming in as your QB. Ian Book looked just yeah. unbelievable, like just terrible. Like I needed oh, them to, I needed him to just be better than Taysom, and and he just wasn't. So well, at Sean the same Payne, time, he had nobody to throw to, right? Like yeah, he was at a receiving corpse, and it was just brutal. Oh, it was, it, it was, it really was awful. Like it, it was, it was really bad to watch. But again, I mean, Peyton did what he could, got him to seven wins. I know Nick uh, Ionetta, you guys both know who he is, huge Saints fan. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, massive. Man. I didn't massive. know this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's big Saints fan. He he's still uh, every week I gotta hear him sing. 
six starters out, seven pro bowlers and three all pros. I don't know what's happening. Like, I'm like, Nick, no one cares, bro. Like, just deal with it, man. But, like, he's a huge Saints guy. Halfway through the year, he was like, just tank. I don't want to win. Like, we're not going to win a Super Bowl anyways, even if we get to the playoffs, just tank. And then when they start winning and winning, you're like, okay, you know what? Even if we get the Bucks, we'll probably beat them. And then we'll get to the second round and anything can happen. So the emotions that get kind of change and fluctuate throughout the year is crazy. But were you in that boat where you're like, take, take, take. Okay, you know what? Let's actually win now because we're so close. Well, for me, with when Jameis went down, I didn't know what to think. I, especially uh, Taysom wasn't even healthy at first, right? So at yeah. that moment, I just thought the season was a wash. And I had, I actually had a futures bet that I put in the start of the year for uh, over nine and a half, which didn't cash because we won nine games. So I was down 150 on that. That's a different story though. But I was, I still had hope. Like, like I said, we still had Elvin Kamara. We still had Sean Payton, who's one of the best offensive-minded coaches in the league. So we still did have a chance to make a bit of a push. But I never really thought that we were going to make it anywhere in the playoffs, right? So I didn't have that mindset of tank for, for the pick. But I also wasn't thinking about a Super Bowl. So I, w- I was just kind of, I was kind of like a Leafs fan. You know what I mean? I am a Leafs fan, so I had the same mindset <laughs> my state. It's yeah, a never-ending yeah. cycle, I guess, for us. Exactly, exactly. Um, Andrew, since the, the Saints didn't make it to the playoffs, playoffs start this week, who you got in the Super Bowl? Oh, man. Well, that's, uh, you're putting me on the spot with that one. Well, I've actually been watching the Rams all season because I had Matthew Stafford in my fantasy. So mm-hmm. I've... Uh, I've really enjoyed watching them. Um, if you asked me in like week 13, I would have said the Rams would be there. But after seeing some of uh, the bad games that they've played, I don't know if I can really see them going that far. I mean, they definitely have the, have, uh, the ability to, but I don't know if I could see them going that far. Again, and then you look at Tom Brady and the Bucks. You, you never bet against Tom Brady, but I hate the guy. Mm-hmm. I respect them. Don't get me wrong. Hate the guy. Um, especially now that he lost Antonio Brown, I don't know if I don't know if he could really make it that far again. I get he, this guy proves, has proved me wrong for the last ten years, so I just don't. I I'm not. I'm never gonna say that the Bucks are gonna make it. One team that I did say who I thought would make it to the Super Bowl at the beginning of the year is the Bills. I think the Bills really do have a good chance. Um, they have a pretty favorable first round matchup, even though the Patriots have played them well in the last couple of years, right? So. That, I think that's going to be a good game, but I think the Bills are going to be going in the AFC. And uh, I don't even know who to think in the NFC. Like, like Cardinals, maybe? Like Really? Wow. Cowboys? Off the Packers? board. No. Packers? I don't, think, I don't think the Packers are going to go. Wow. I don't think Packers are going. I, I, I'd say Cardinals or Cowboys are, are my two picks. Even Frankie's over here yelling at, yelling that the Cowboys are going to make it. Wow. He's saying the Cowboys defense. There you go. I don't know if you can hear that. Wow. Uh, we, got, we, got, we got multiple guests. Multiple guests on one stream. Yeah, you, you guys put me on the spot. We'll say AFC, the Bills are a lock. There's no okay. question about that. Wow, okay. Those are a lock. Those are going. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm telling you, those are going. <laughs> There's a lot of arguments happening here behind yeah. the scenes, but behind those are scenes. going for sure. Bills are going. I think NFC is going to be the tough one we're going to have to watch. I, I yeah. think it's going to be between the Cardinals and the Cowboys, but okay. you know what? I think it's anybody's it's anybody's uh, spot to grab. Awesome, awesome, Andrew. Thank you for coming on, buddy. Um, I know Luca is a little bit fed up with what happened this summer, and 
the golf oh, match yeah, that uh, that you couldn't make. Up. So, oh yeah. Next I, I'm gonna summer, have a word with with the fourth guest on this show. The, okay. Me, I have a lot to say to his yeah, brother. The, <laughs> but for you to do that to me, I, I can't believe what I was witnessing that day on the course. So hopefully, you know what? Hopefully, you don't go become a scratch golfer in the next three months. <laughs> but I, I I'm hoping for a, a guy who can just golf 90 and maybe I'll have a chance. Not mm-hmm. 72 I, like his brother. Like come on. I saved myself and Lucas of the embarrassment of losing. So yeah. Andrew Savas. Yeah, I, I, that was a captain move. If, yeah. if I have to. Say. Very what true. Your, very true. What's your What's your average score? Oh, we stay between ninety and hundred all mm-hmm. times. Okay, see, that would have been a bit yeah. more fair. Uh, see, that's brought, what, that's what I said for Anthony. He just had the game of his life yeah. hitting this two eagles. Charlie Wood to the freaking. He was just yeah. crushing nose beers in the golf cart before he came out of came onto the course. He, that's he what was knew, going on. I wasn't hustling you, Luca. Anthony just had the game of his life, and you just uh, ran into it. Andrew, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, we'll have you on in the future, buddy. Yes, sir. Take care, boy. Big thank you to Andrew Anopoulos for coming on the show, but Luca, the show must go on. We have our third guest. Mm -hmm. Who we got? Well, known this guy since I was a kid. Nick's cousin, but you know what? This guy is he's like family too. So Matthew Pereira, he's on the show. This guy might be a bigger Brady hater than Pac. So this is going to be oh, a good one. Uh, Another so, one. Yeah. So Matthew, welcome to the show, buddy. Thanks for coming on finally. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. So you're a big Colts guy. We were talking a bit yesterday. You said you wouldn't <laughs> show up if they lost. So I'm surprised, yeah. <laughs> surprised you're even here today. What happened yesterday? Oh, man, I was I – I don't even know what to think. Honestly, um, when the stack came out that they haven't won in Jacksonville for, like, over six years, I was like, it just had to come out. Like, you just knew that there was at least going to be one game where a team would just upset. Like, they have two wins. Jacksonville has two wins. Divisional rival, that's that's the last weekend is the divisional games, and you never know what could happen. And the Colts went out there and got embarrassed, and there's not much to say about it. Jacksonville got best of both worlds. They eliminated a divisional rival and got the number one pick. So, I mean, they couldn't have asked for more, honestly. So what do you got for us today? I know you have a lot of football to talk about. I know you're a little <coughs> depressed here, but try to try to have – I'm loving it, yeah. to be honest. Because have you fun talk, with it. You talk so much crap to me throughout the year, and it's just, it's just <laughs> fun that uh, they had to go out this way. So what do you got yeah. for us? But honestly, I'm not like to go back to your point about Brady. I was the Brady hater, but now, like, you know, I've calmed down. I've admitted that he's the GOAT. Um, there there's no is. denying that. Crazy, no, there, man. But there's no do? denying like that. But it's because I was a Payne Manning fan, you know, I couldn't. It was just two mm-hmm. rivalries, and it was either the Patriots or it was the Colts. So yeah. I just, you know, Brady was the arch nemesis, and that's just the way it had to go. But now I have to give credit where credit is due. He is the GOAT. And I hope to see him back in the Super Bowl. I also want to talk about, like, playoff picture uh, implications. I don't know if you guys talked about that with others. Um, yeah, yeah, no, have, right. like, Anything, anything. Anything you want, bro. Get us started here. All right, well, we'll talk about playoff pictures. Um, how do you guys like the shape of, of the NFC and the AFC with Pittsburgh that squeezed in? Um, the 49ers beating the Rams yesterday. Rams dropping a spot. Bucks in second. How do you guys feel about that? Like, are there... Any matchups you guys are really looking forward to watching? I think 
the matchup I like, other than the Pats and the Bills didn't mm-hmm. want to play Buffalo again. To be honest with you, I would have rather the I, Chargers I the made. Yeah, I would have rather the Chargers made over yeah. Pittsburgh. Who wants to see Pittsburgh? Like, come on. Yeah, I would have rather the Colts too. Honestly, yeah, well, that would have been, yeah, been, uh, been good too. And that's just a dangerous team in the in the playoffs because it's cold in the AFC, a lot of running, but they just couldn't exactly. get the job done. So. Yeah, I, I I think the the one game I really look forward to is that Dallas game. I mm. think out of all mm. the underdogs, I was talking to Pac uh, earlier. Yeah, that's one underdog where I would say, okay, you know what? This might be a game where they could win. I think it's a pick Like, I know Dallas is getting three yeah. points, but the home team always gets three points. So, mm-hmm. basically yeah. telling you that San Francisco's a team. They're not I respecting, yeah. I would They're not respecting see. the Cowboys. And I don't blame it. And it's uh, they've had a heated rivalry since back then because that's where yeah. the, the big teams came from, 49ers, uh, Cowboys back then in the day. So, I think it should be – that's what I was talking with my dad because he's a Cowboys fan, and I think it, he thinks it's going to be a close game too. And you never know what Dallas in the playoffs, you know. It's just – I know. That's, there's, there's always teams that choke in the playoffs. Um, another matchup that I am looking forward to are the Bills against the Patriots because it's just – Bill, what is Bill going to do to keep going? You know, like he proved it in Buffalo through three passes, still won the game, so – I think that should be an interesting matchup, and I'm really looking forward to the Raiders and Bengals. Mm-hmm. That's the one that's I really like. Good matchup. That's one I like just because I like the Raiders. I don't know why. Just Derek Carr, underdog, uh, Burrow's first playoff game, mm-hmm. Carr's first playoff game. I think it's going to be, I don't know, the jitters at the beginning, but I don't know. I like dogs sometimes. Some of the dogs in, in the playoffs get it done. So Luca, they're why? running the ball well yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were good. Why is everybody so high on the Raiders for? Like, I know it's Derek Carr's first game. Yeah. It's 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 Joe Burrow's first game. They both, like, the Raiders just got in. Like, they just got into the playoffs. The Bengals have had an unbelievable season. I, like, I like the Bengals. Like, is that is that bad to say? Like, I, I like Joe no. Burrow. I like I, Joe I, I Burrow. I like Bengals... what he's done this season. Jamar Chase has had a great, a great year. Uh, you have T. <clears throat> Higgins as well, another weapon. I know their offensive line's a little iffy, uh, but the Raiders still have holes, too. They have, they have plenty of holes. So um, I like the Bengals in this game. I know you touched on the Dallas and 49ers. And we said, Luca, like the 49ers could upset and probably be up there with the Bucs and Green Bay as Super Bowl contenders. But watch out for the Bengals. Like we said, the AFC is, is wide open. It's, it's yeah, wide yes. open. Like I know the Bills are there. You could say the Titans, but anything could happen in the AFC. I think the Raiders, I think people are so high on them is because after everything that happened this year, they've gone through probably the craziest things I've ever seen. And they're still there. Like they just hang around. Like they, I I don't want to bring this up, but they beat the Colts. They beat the Browns. They, they, they go and they beat a divisional rival in the last game of the season. They have shown up when they needed to show up. And I think people are just saying, this is a team that is hot. This is a team that trusts themselves. And after everything that's happened, they're still winning football games. And what more could you want from that? That's why I think the Raiders are, are really, like, they jumped into the fifth seed, not even the sixth or the seventh. Yeah. They, they jumped the Pats because the Pats blew it against Miami. So they're moving into five. And if you're the Raiders, this is probably the best match. You, know, you don't want to play KC again. They're going to destroy you again. You don't yeah. want to probably play the Bills. This could be a matchup against a rookie QB who's never played in the playoffs before against a guy who – led his team to the playoffs once before, got hurt, unfortunately, wasn't able to play in that game. But you can see Derek Carr has really taken a step forward this year. This is a team that could be really good. I think they're going to probably be one and done. Like, if they 
If they do win this game, I can't see them going further than this. Yeah, yeah. But I agree with Matthew. This is going to be a big game because I think Oakland – or Oakland, Vegas could pull off an upset here. That's going to be a very intriguing game to see who comes out on top. Yeah, and what I wanted to add on to that is like you were saying, like it's a team that has nothing to lose. Yeah. They lost everything this season and somehow made their way to the playoffs. And like I said um, – or like you touched on, uh, Lucas, um, the line for the Bengals – can be shaky they do have mm-hmm. Mixon, but max crosby yesterday oh. all over herbert even number 77 i don't know his name but he was all <laughs> over herbert as yeah. well it was yeah. like they they showcased what they have on their defensive line and they're they're a hard-hitting team and they love to just be aggressive uh reminds me a bit of um uh what, what, what's the other team uh reminds me a bit of the san francisco 49ers uh, aggressive who else is aggressive i had a team in my head um uh, well, there are a lot of good defensive teams like that are yeah just, no i just really had a blank good. yeah no but worries, yeah no so i think it'll be i think it'll be a really good matchup um that's one i'm really looking forward to of course we touched on that one the bills as well um the buccaneers eagles i don't know if i have much to say about that nah. game yeah um i mean like there's just no going against the goat at this point this <laughs> There's nothing to it. Like you guys said, San Fran Dallas, good matchup, good game. Steelers don't think they deserve really a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. But uh, I also want to talk on Ben. Do you guys think at the end of the year, does he hang it up? Is this was this his last push into the playoffs? I think I think so personally. I think, I think so, he's yeah. had a good career. His his movement. I think the Brown, uh, the Steelers have to move on. Um, look forward to another QB. I don't know who it could be. Um, I don't know who in the league's really available. I don't know if they have really a top draft pick, so I don't know how that's going to work out and play out for them. But they have a good uh, running back to Najee Harris that didn't fumble once all year, so still solid to see. Deshaun yeah. Watson. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun 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 I wanted Watson. him to go to the Colts. I wanted him to go to <laughs> yeah. the Colts. The Colts dread. The Colts dread wanted yeah. him to go to the Colts. No, but that was before. That was the beginning of the season. I was like, there's no way we're picking up once, right? I was like, I can't trust this guy in the air. Yeah. But with Jonathan Taylor, I'm just sad Andrew Luck didn't stay. We finally got him. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. You see him out there tonight. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. He and, looks slim. Oh, yeah. He looks really slim. Yeah. He's got a nice little yeah. nice little beard going on. Yeah, uh, not yeah, even a beard, yeah. like a little mustache. He's, um, he's a guy that, you know what, if he never retired, it's the biggest what ifs. I know. He was so, so good. And it's funny because – not funny, but the year that he kind of retired, their offensive line just became the best. That's when it Nelson, popped. Yeah. It just, it just took off. So, you <laughs> can just imagine this think... team with Andrew Luck. I, I just saw – I just heard something that T.Y. Hilton, like, liked the tweet. Uh, I, I don't know if it was, like, another guy on his team or a former player, like, oh – I wish we had and like uh, Andrew Luck <laughs> back. Like, what does that say to Carson Wentz? Like, how could he nah, go back? He knows, to, to like, I he knows, but you still, when your own your own your top wide pick. receiver is saying that, oh, I wish we had Andrew Luck as Carson Wentz is still your quarterback. It's kind of just an empty feeling Wait, for that guy. Yeah. But he wasn't number one pick. He was number two. Was it Griffin that went above? No, he went first. He went, he went first, first out of Stanford, okay, yeah, that's right? What I thought. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I thought from Stanford. Yeah. He's, oh, uh, yeah, yeah no, so he's that's so another he's, what if, like you said. Go ahead. Do you have a Super Bowl favorite? Like, what would you imagine? <clears throat> I mean, okay. I'm going to go on another one here. This, my 
I, I, I put money a bit, a, a few like weeks or a month back on this prediction. Um, and it's the bill, uh, not the bill, it's the Patriots against the Bucks. That, wow. that is my prediction. <laughs> okay. That is, that is my bold prediction just because wow. the ratings, the ratings that that Super Bowl could create for the NFL to see the rookie go up against like the old man, you know, played yeah. with Bill his entire career. And I don't know. I just can't take anything away from Bill because look what he did with a rookie in one season. Like, I know Cam Newton. I was saying for a while, Cam Newton's watch. When he went back to Carolina this year, I, I had a feeling he was going to win his first game back home. You know, a lot of, like, emotions and everything. But after that, it just went downhill from there. Darnold's back into the starting spot. So, <clears throat> I, I don't think he had a great quarterback last year. And, like, he was waiting preparing himself for someone and now he found Mac Jones and what I like about Mac Jones is that he's not selfish and he does what the game plan is he doesn't need the the highlight he does what he's told you know and he has a great offensive coordinator as well so I think I don't know I, I think the Patriots would be dangerous um, in the playoffs especially in the cold they have a good defense as well they play hard Judon's having an amazing season so is um uh, JC Jackson on the defensive end. I mean, on the defensive side. So yeah, so on that side, I'd have to go with the Patriots, the Titans as well with Derrick Henry back mm -hmm. uh, running the ball. It's between them two. I don't see the Chiefs making it three straight. Honestly, um, I think they, they like they had a good season. They came back from large uh, down. What was it? Two. They were two and three at the beginning of the season. Like three and four something. Yeah, yeah something like that. So I, I think I think that was nice to see from the Chiefs, but that defense, I don't know if they if they have they have the it. Um but on the NFC side of the ball it's just I can't bet against Tom Brady. Just, yeah, that's just it's just you, as simple as so many people, and again like if he goes up against Aaron Rodgers, I still don't yeah. trust Aaron Rodgers. I think it'll <clears throat> I think it'll be uh, Green Bay again against uh the Bucks unless something huge happens, like a huge upset. But I just, like I said, I can't go against the GOAT. And I could really see it happening against Belichick. Um, I think it'd be an amazing Super Bowl to watch. But that that's just going out on a limb. Um, I could obviously give, like, a more reasonable one. But that's my pick. That's what I'm going to go yeah, with. Yeah, that's a, that's a good pick. I it's, like that. Yeah, it's a great pick for you. It, like, Luca, <laughs> you do you this have? to so many people, man. You do this to so no, many. He, turned, he, realized he has stuff. turned so many people Hold to on. Tom Brady. <laughs> I, uh, I've known no this guy, way. what, four years now? Four years. Yeah. The two years in school, I against Tom Brady. Be quiet about Tom Brady. I don't want to hear about Tom Brady. I always chose the other team, and he always proved me wrong. So I've turned. Uh, Pac, mm -hmm. just before you were on, Matt, turned. He respects Tom. I know he still hates him, and I know you still hate him. But you have that respect. There, like something is – you can't bet against him. Even Andrew said it, too. You can't bet against the goal. You just can't. So, but this guy has turned so many people. I, I, no, but honestly, me and Tom go way back. And, uh, <laughs> me and Tom, we, first name we, basis. Yeah, we, we've, we've talked. Um, no, but but Matthew knows, like, when we grow up, it, it was he was a big Peyton guy. And, and, and I'm kind of in the same boat now. Like, I hate Mahomes. Like, let's just call out how it is. I just don't like the guy. And maybe because that's direct competition to Tom Brady and his success, yeah. that is probably a big reason why. But I can understand – your hatred towards him growing up because it was Peyton versus Tom. It was just the goats yeah. versus the goats. And it was like head to head every year. You knew 
to get to the Super Bowl, you would have to play the other one. Yeah. And they had some great battles. Like 2015, man, I'm still not over that. Like, I, I, I know you're not a Denver fan, but I know you probably still wanted hundred percent win right 100%. so yeah so that, that still hurts me um but i mean the colts I, I think really if if you're the gm of the colts which i think you know they've done a phenomenal job at building this roster right where do you go from here like they they just collapse really let's just call it what it is jonathan taylor is great yeah I don't know if there's going to be a qb on the market that you can go for but other than i want to touch on that look i want to yeah. touch on that matt Go for it. I heard this on the radio today. Fantasy trade. They just they just said it, and I, I and then Luca texted me. We have a Colts fan coming on today, so I'm like, perfect. Let's let's throw this out there. Carson Wentz for Kirk Cousins. What are Minnesota your thoughts on that? that? Minnesota winning. Maybe Carson Wentz and someone else <clears throat> my for Kirk Cousins. Thoughts, my, Colts, my personal yeah. thoughts. I don't think the Colts have those receivers um, that Kirk has. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it would. I don't think it would improve them or make them worse. I think it would just be like one for one. Like, I, yeah, I, I don't know how I'd feel about it because Jefferson and Thielen are those guys. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll get you your yards after catch. They'll catch a ball deep. But if you look at the Colts, as Luca was telling me, like if you were the GM, they're dependent on the run game, and that's Tennessee's same problem. They were dependent on the run game. And now this season, they developed more of the pass because Henry was out. But if you can't pass the ball and you can't get into play action, or if you're a running team and you lose the lead early and you have to start throwing the ball and you don't have those receivers to get open, like Pittman had a great season. But other than that, I can't really name another receiver that that had that good of a season. Tight end either. Mo Cox was here and there. Doyle as well. So it's just like... I don't know. I don't know where they go from here. I think so why put just, all the blame on Carson Wentz then? I don't think it was on Carson Wentz at all. Well, part partially, mm-hmm. obviously, because he couldn't get the ball in the air. He was throwing picks, fumbling the ball. Mm-hmm. But the defense, the defense either didn't step up. They didn't do their job. There's no way uh, Lawrence gets that TD um, when he catches it over the top of his head. Mm-hmm. That DB's flying in, and sh- it should just be a hit. There's no missing that the the QB standing still, like, you know, I just don't think the defense showed up. Uh, Leonard had, I think, two picks and, like, three force fumble in, like, two games, three games. And yesterday he didn't do anything. Like, you know, the whole team just didn't play. The defense wasn't helping the offense. The offense wasn't helping the defense. And when you're a run-based team and you lose the lead, that's what happens if you can't air it out. And next year, like you said, if I'm the GM <clears> – <throat> I think you have to stick to it. I think you have to stick to the run, but find another way to incorporate the pass, work that play action and stuff like that. Because right now they have one of the best offensive line and one of the best running backs in the league. And you can't go away from that. Like you've built your team to work with that offense. So now you have to stick through it. Um, It'd be nice if they get maybe a more mobile quarterback for the play action. Um, I think I would be intelligent and smart on their end. Uh, but other than that, or someone's just more accurate because once mm-hmm. some days he has it, some days he doesn't. So it's just, it was tough to watch. Like every time I was coming on NFL red zone, red zone, I was like switching back to the Bills game. I was like, you know, I don't really want to watch this. It, it was just a little like deflating to see, but 
it didn't come to a surprise. And that was my theory that I was talking to you about yesterday, Luca, <clears throat> as to why the Colts got picked as the Hard Knocks team. Mm. That is a theory of mine because there's no way they could get like uh, ratings, views, if something bad doesn't happen, happen to the team. That's everything with Hard Knocks is like, teams going through it going through a lot of things and building their way to like a championship that's hard knocks so in my head I was like <clears throat> it could just be a theory or it's just because I'm a Colts fan that I'm yeah, thinking of it that way but at the same time <laughs> it was just like maybe you know the NFL needed them to lose this game so <laughs> so that they could build from it next year so I don't know but anyways with the Colts uh, I think there needs a lot of work cornerbacks <clears throat> uh, they can't cover um, they say they can but they can't cover the guys are always wide open. Um, other than that, they have a good defensive line with DeForest Buckner. Uh, good player. Leonard, good player. But they need more. They just – they're not hungry enough, I find. You know? Yeah. Yesterday, I think they should have just started with the run. First play of the game is a pass. Like, if you're a running team, start the run game early. Get him some carries. Get, like, three carries. They were, like, three to – between, like, three to seven carries at half. Like, that's just – yeah, for the guy with, a, what, 19, 20 TDs, total TDs with over 1,700 yards, hand the ball off. Like, that's what you're built for. And once once got sacked seven times yesterday, like, with that offensive line, that defense, Jacksonville's defense just showed up. That's, that's what happened. So before you go, um, there's a lot of talks with, you know, JT, MVP, all this stuff. He probably won't get it. He's a running yeah. back, let's be real, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> make the playoffs. Before you go, who is your MVP this year? Rodgers, Brady, or do you give Rogers. it to Cooper Rodgers. Okay. Rodgers. It's just Rodgers. Really? So four interceptions. Four okay. interceptions. Number one team in the NFC. Just Rodgers. There's just nothing Rogers. else to say. Like, I love Brady. I think Brady, if Rodgers wasn't number one and Brady was number one, I'd give it to Brady um, just because of his age and how he's still pulling through. But I think you just have to give it to Rodgers. He's have another MVP-like season. Um, and I think, honestly, I'd prefer it to go to Rodgers. I want to see Rodgers win another one. But if it does go to Rodgers, it just adds more fuel to Brady's fire. Mm-hmm. Are you going to exactly. sit in the Super Bowl again? <laughs> it really, really does. So, um, even I know Cooper Cup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cooper no, he's on hell of, one hell of a season. But it's a quarterback award. Uh, exactly. So I said this to Pac before he left. I'm going to say to you before you leave quickly, three nice things about Tom Brady. (laughs) He throws a good good ball. Okay. Um, He kisses his kids on the lips. Okay. You see what I'm saying, Lucas? These guys can never just Um, give it a good. What's another thing? Oh, he likes to deflate balls against the Indianapolis Colts. Wow. See, and there it is. And there it is. Those are the three. Um, Pac mentioned cheating. He also mentioned one. Luck. He also mentioned that he's lucky. He did. He did no. mention the deflated balls as well. But he did mention <laughs> the deflated balls. I knew you would. I had to. That's a Colts fan. I had exactly. to. Exactly. Yeah. You had to bring that up. Um, it was a pleasure, man. Thanks for coming on. For sure, we're gonna do more of this. Um, hopefully your prediction comes right because if it's Pats and Bucks. But can I ask one question before I go? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who do you guys got? Uh, I, got, I have the Bills and Bucks. Bills and yeah, Bucks are going. And I got I got Packers and Bills, but I kind of like yours better, so I might switch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, best sure. of both worlds for you. That, hey, listen, for me, that would be a 
crazy emotional roller coaster that game. Man, I'm watching you on Facebook when your mom posted you in front of the TV last year. Oh man, that was yeah, <laughs> that was something. Uh, that was a good one. But I would uh, definitely, definitely be going for the Patriots in that game. So hopefully, no. Yeah. Also, I would really say you're a bandwagon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have yeah, to I stick. Could. You have to stick through. Yeah, I do. I have to. Well, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Um, this was really fun. Obviously, I love talking football. Can't wait for the playoffs. If you guys ever want to do another one, I'm down. Yeah, um, for sure. Perfect. We'll have you again again. Thank well, you so much, to get Matt. You got song and stuff, so thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, appreciate it. Have a good night, fellas. Yeah, you too, you too. Uh, Thank you to Matt for coming on. Uh, third guest of out of four, Luca. The fourth and final guest. It's been a long show, but this is flying by. We got to do this more often. But this one right here, this one, this one gets me fired up. Th- this guest right here. What did you say? Up. What did you say this, this, oh, this one is, was? This is main event WrestleMania right here. This is what this is. I got, so, we got a lot to say <laughs> with this guest here. So the guest, our fourth and final guest is my brother, Anthony Cretelli. Anthony, thank you for coming on the show today. Uh, we, we've talked about doing a podcast together, me and him. Never really oh. he's gone through, but uh, he's eager to get his opinion out. He's a very opinionated guy, Luca. You know uh, this. And he's yeah. a pretty good golfer as oh, well. Oh, man, give me my money back. Bro. Yeah. Honestly, this guy, if you guys don't already know, and I'll say it again, they, these two guys right here hustled me hard that day. Ant pulls out the game of his life, and I'm still re- – I was actually playing decent. Like, that's the best I've ever played. Like, I was actually hitting the ball in the air, and it just wasn't enough. So, and welcome to the show. Um, we definitely need to get a rematch. I don't know if we'll be putting any money on it because I'll probably lose again. But nonetheless, it's been long overdue. Welcome. Thank you, boys. Thanks, you boys, for having me. Oh. And I'm looking forward to the rematch. Oh, the as long rematch. as you don't try and uh, sneak Dino in there and take. Yeah, Dino. Dino we we need Dino. We need to do worst shot scramble. Maybe that'll be a bit better. Yeah, worst shot scramble. We'll get one with Dino, and we'll get one with Anthony. Yeah. Uh, Two, we'll get two two golf matches in a row. Um, Anthony, what do you got for us? I know we, we talked in the basement on Saturday night while we were watching the Leafs game, what your topic is going to be for us. We touched on it a little bit with Andrew, but but this guy has been a firm believer all season of this topic. Anthony, what is it? I think we need to move Marner. Okay. Not, I, like, I've looking been at the first train. period, looking at the first period and a little bit at the second you could see we don't need him. We play well without him, and I think we can move his contract for better things defensively. Well, this is this is amazing. I love it. You I've love been it. voting for Marner out Lucas knows since 2018. I've been wanting him gone. So <laughs> I think if you can move Marner, he's making 10.9, clearly overpaid. Uh, they can get a couple guys defensively, even if it's not a defenseman. Maybe like guys like down the lineup that can be proven well uh, when it comes playoff time. So I like it. I, I really do like it. I, I don't know if they – I think Marner right now is more of a necessity than something that you actually need. Like, Or sorry, it's more of a luxury, I should say, not a necessity. So uh, him being out – smells, bud. Get him out of here. Yeah, totally, I'm, I'm happy. totally agree there. Yeah, see, I just think we're, Lucas we're likes agreeing. having him on and reminds him of himself, being the little guy on the ice <laughs> flying around. This is what I was worried about, bringing him on the podcast. Okay, I agree with the Marner take. Yes, the $10.9 million is a little bit of an overpay. I agree with that. 
Yes. Does he play a top role in the power play? I gave you that stat, 100 goals, or 100 power plays without a goal, but he still is the quarterback of that top power play. Yeah. He penalty kills. He's a spark for the team. But 10.9 million can get you a lot of depth on yeah. that roster. Maybe a lot of depth. And Anthony said it, and I'm like, but what do they do, Anthony? Like, this guy's a spark plug. And he tells me, he's like, these guys are big boys. They can play hockey. They can play hockey. They'll learn. They'll <laughs> other, learn. Other guys will figure it out. You can find other guys to do those jobs. But come playoff time, he's not as big of, of a factor as he is during the res- regular season getting all those points. I, I think Marner with Matthew, like, the chemistry clearly is a big thing. Like, they just don't they're, – they're the type of team, Toronto, to me, where it's like, oh, you know, can't ruin the chemistry. These guys are so close. They've been known as the next great thing in Toronto. Toronto, for so many years, was known as prospects. Prospects are going to be good in three years, and, and these were the guys to do it. And so they don't want to move them. But this is a business at the end of the day. Do you want to, you, you know, keep their feelings in check, or you want to go and win a freaking cup? Because for me – you get rid of Marner, and obviously it would depend on the return, right? I don't think the Leafs are going to be in the market for picks. They don't really care about picks. They're winning now. It depends on the return. But if you get a good return from Marner, you're holding that cup over your head come June, July, whenever this season is going to be. At this rate, it could be 2023. But whenever they're going to be holding that cup over their head, if 16 isn't holding that cup, no one's going to give a crap. Seriously, no one's going to care. So – Marner's doing all these great things, and I agree. He's a great player. And, yeah, he's overpaid, and I think that's why he gets a lot of scrutiny, and he is a great player nonetheless. But the Leafs got to do something. If they don't get out of the first round, though, let's be real, he's gone. He has to be mm-hmm. gone. He's one of those guys where it makes the most sense from a financial standpoint and a production standpoint. Even if this guy scores five goals in the playoffs, they're going to have to make a switch eventually. So he would probably be the first guy on the list. Yeah, and you could see in like the past years, what has he done in the playoffs? Nothing. Nothing. It's a Matthew show, like, boys. Yeah, he, he does well during the season, gets lots of points, always the top guy in the league. But once it comes to the playoffs, he does nothing. And that's where we need guys to play better in the playoffs. Watch him surprise us. Watch him like they make the playoffs this year and he goes on a run. He sets up Matthews. He sets up Nylander. That power play is clicking in the playoffs. And that's what takes him to the promised land. And then what's going to happen? All you schmuck guys here on this podcast are going to say, wow, we were wrong. Because this guy, again, this guy always gives us crap, Luca, because he's the, one of the, the listeners to our podcast, how we can rip somebody one week. And then the next week, we're like, this guy's the greatest. I can't believe we said that. You do that when it comes to the Leafs. Typical I do. Toronto I do. Media. Typical I do. Toronto media. But that's sports, man. It that's is, totally it sports because one too. week, one week, uh, Mac Jones is playing awful, <laughs> yeah, and then he goes out there and they rattle off a couple games in a row, and you're like, Mac Jones is the savior. Yep. You know, so just we gotta wait till playoffs. Marner's had an injury this season. He's under COVID. They did play well with him well during that injury. They did. The power play was clicking and a lot of screw. I asked you this question. Do you take Marner off that top power play? Maybe drop him down to number two and you can balance it out a little bit as he's not really the main guy touching the puck as every team knows he's going to get it at the top of the circle or at the top of the blue line. So a lot of things could happen there. 
but you guys are bullish on no Marner on the Leafs. I well, I mean, it. it's crazy. He he could stay. I mean, I don't think it would help or her. I just think if they can get a good return for him, mm-hmm. why not? Like every team's got to change something eventually if it's not working. But you're talking about Marner in the second power play. Who's he gonna do these cross guys pass to? Pierre Envol? Like Pierre Envol? Like what? Ilya Mikheyev, baby. Ilya Mikheyev. Oh, Jason Spezza. Jason Spezza. Okay, Spezza. Maybe. But the Crittelli like, family is huge on Jason Spezza. He's, he's our become, favorite player in this house. He's he's great. I love the way he plays. I love the way he plays. He's gonna be a guy who's gonna end up in this organization when he's done. Yeah, like, he's gonna he's gonna be, be here. Something like in management or something. He'll be there. So the Leafs got a good one in him, but. Marner out. I love the talk here. I love it. Gosh. I, and going to that first power play, I just think there's too many guys that always want the puck on that power play. You got Nylander, Matthews, Marner, all these guys that are they're, they're superstars and they want the puck. But if you got too many guys that always want the puck, it just doesn't work out always. Yeah, I think well, that's what happened last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. last year they had a terrible power play. This year's been clicking, but again, Marner's been in and off and on on that power play. So, and it's really gone through Matthews and Nylander. It yeah. really has. And you could say Jason Spezza. So three's yeah, a crowd. Three's a crowd. Three's a crowd. eh? All right, Ant, get out of here. No, I'm joking. <laughs> well, um, uh, I want to know your brother's opinion on Campbell. Um, Cause you're high on him, Lucas. I'm high mm-hmm. on him. Do you get in the, would you, if you're the GM right now, do you call him up and say, get over to my house. My wife will make you a coffee. Let's make a deal right now. Mm-hmm. Hey, he's playing well. He's playing well. I don't know if we get him long term just yet. He's still. I don't think he's had a career. Really? So you're not sold for the I'm future. I'm not fully sold on him because okay. yeah, you see how it happens with Toronto goalies. They, <laughs> yeah, take, they take a lot of punishment. We got to keep them fresh. That's true. We got to keep fresh great. guys coming in year after year because these guys take a lot of shots. As you could see last uh, last game, they got yeah. a lot. What was it? 50, 50 shots? It was 50 shots. Almost yeah. 50 shots or 50 shots. Like, it's crazy. Look what happened to Anderson. The guy just needed to get out of Toronto so that yeah. he could have, like, a little bit less workload. <laughs> I, felt ba- I felt bad for Mrazek when he came in in Ottawa, oh, his first God. game, and they just pelted him. And the first 10 minutes of that game, goes out, pulls his groin. I'm like, yeah, he's, like yeah. he's like, boys, I've never faced this shot, this many shots. I played in Carolina. They locked it down, maybe 25 shots a game. Not, not grade A scoring chances, but the Leafs, you're going to take a lot, a lot of shots, but I'm high on Jack Campbell. Luca, he's got to mm-hmm. go over to Kyle Dubis, Kyle Dubas's house. He Kyle Dubas is going to make him a nice steak dinner. Mm-hmm. Dessert, take him out for ice cream, yeah. sign him four years. I don't care if after the fir- first or second he, he, he tails off. You need him now because this is the goalie that it, is your best chance at, at taking you there. Don't go to your system. Like, I know Wall, he came in as a backup role, but I don't think he, he's, he's that guy. You can't, you can't, he's not coming in right now. Goalies take a long time to develop, and there's not a lot of goalies out there making huge splashes on the market. Uh, for this upcoming season. Jack Campbell, I think, is going to be at the top of that list for every team. So while he's in your organization, you got to sign him. The only problem is, and this goes back to the Marner situation with moving him, this cap is not going anywhere. This it's cap's not. not going anywhere, especially now with the, Olympic, with the Olympics it is off. They may get more revenue in, but in Canada, with all the no fans in the buildings and restrictions, this cap's not going anywhere. So it's going to suck for Toronto and the NHL that this cap's not going anywhere and no one's going to take on a 
a, a $10.9 million contract. And it's going to be tough for Dubas to get Jack Campbell, who is looking for a payday, his money. So yeah. it's going to be tough. And you think and with Riley's thinks, extension kicking in yeah, next year? That's true. You th- and everybody thinks Campbell. Oh, you'll think a hometown. This guy likes to be here. At the end of the day, okay, this guy's got a family. This guy deserves to be paid. Okay, yeah. you're gonna have to pay the man. Eventually. Well, I, you're not gonna see any long-term deals coming in the NHL right now. But until, I just don't think goalies are gonna to get lo- long-term deals. Goalies don't get long-term deals because they're only good for like three or four years. Yeah, it's like a running back. It's like you have you, you have Vasilevsky, you have Vasilevsky, yeah. you have Carey Price. Those are the only guys that deserve the seven or eight deals because you know those are special talent. Jack Campbell, he's hitting his stride right now. He's what thirty? He's thirty, thirty-one years old. Is he really? He's, yeah, okay. he's in his thirties. So he's had a long road. He's unproven. Yeah, he's having a great season this year. Can he do it next year? Can he come off a – because he's going to – with Mrazek as our backup goalie, he's probably going to have to play 60, 65 games this year. Yeah. Just for the Leafs to stay relevant because they play unreal in front of him, and Mrazek is still unproven. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be hard for him. And that's another good thing is he is a glue guy on this team. He is a guy that brings everyone together. Everyone can rally around him. That is one good thing I will say about his personality. You could tell in the dressing room. So who's the MVP of the team, Matthews or Campbell? I say Campbell. Yeah, so far Campbell, like for sure. So you still wouldn't pay him if he's the MVP? You wouldn't pay him? I would love to pay him, but we don't got any money. Yeah, that's why Marner O. There it is. It always circles back <laughs> to circles 16, back. Let's boys. get back, Marner It always hey, circles before, back. Before I always wanted to get Nylander out, but the way he's playing and the way he's stepped up and he, his game is developing to be a more 200-foot game, you see him, he's getting more PK time. I, I feel like Sheldon keeps gearing up to get rid of Marner. See you later. Let's move next man up. Put Nylander on the PK. I think he's stronger skater, stronger on the puck. Better shot. Okay, boys. Luke, do we have do we have time? Yeah, I have lots done. Okay, so I have a segment here. I didn't tell Lucas about this at all. Oh wow. This is a segment I I made up. This is a spotlight moment. This is crazy. Luca coming up with segments. Yeah, this is insane. I know it doesn't happen often, but this is gonna be good. This is gonna be a hit. Brother versus brother. So I'm going to ask you guys a series of questions, and you tell me who wins. Okay. And I want to hear both of your things. Let's keep this short. Okay, number one. A three-point contest in basketball. I um, I win. I win for sure. I think basketball, I got you. Why? Did you play basketball in, in, in oh, that Yeah, he did. Okay. He's got so Maybe he's got me on that. I didn't play at all. I didn't play at all. I just went for the, <laughs> yeah. the day of school, but I did make the team. Well, Luca, okay. you've seen me shoot threes in our in our pickup games. Well, I don't know how he is. He could be awful. I'm not I awful. I, I, I no, I'm saying clutch. he – okay, but you know I what I mean. some clutch shots. Yeah, you know Luca what? actually hits clutch shots. Lou, you co- you're one of those guys who miss every shot, but when it comes down to the big shots, I just this guy make will a corner three yeah, wide right open. There. I'm, I'm in. right there with you. That's all I make. Is I think it's going to be. It's going to be. That's going to. I'll say tie on that one. We'll say okay. tie because we're both I, I, yeah, we're both say, short little guys. I don't know if we're gonna okay. we're gonna make it. Out of ten games, we each win five. Yeah, we'll put okay, it like okay. that. Um, I'm gonna leave the hockey ones to the end because I feel like that's gonna be bare hostility. <laughs> So, no one's a goalie here, right? What, did you no, say no. someone was a goalie? Okay, no, no, no okay. we're not goalies. No. Okay, everyone's everyone's good here. Okay, um, football. Who has the better hands here? I think he might have better hands. I got the worst. I played football, really? 
but I, yeah, you played. You told me. Yeah, they bounce off my hands. That's why I play defense. Oh, okay. So you're. Yeah, I'm. I was always the baseball player. Yeah, so I think he's got all around. I think I got the hands there. So, and you never played baseball? I played one year house league. Okay, because that was gonna be my next one. Home run derby. Who takes it? It'll be Lou. Yeah. Okay. I'm the baseball guy in the family. I got it. Okay. This is two one right now. Two one. Yeah, this this is two one. Now I, I I've seen you both play. And clearly, Ant pulled one out of his skin. But you said it was a one-time thing, Lucas. It was a one-time thing. thing. I'm going to go two questions for golf, okay? Okay. Anthony, Anthony. No, whoa, whoa. Does Ant win four rounds? Does he win total? Like in a weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Thursday to Friday, Masters. I would say yes. What's the spread? Three to one. So you're going to beat him by three strokes, you're saying? No, I'm saying three, like rounds, four days. Oh, three rounds. Days, okay, so I like win that. three of them, he wins one. I think Anthony is more, he is more consistent. Like, I can have a day. Like, there's days where, like, my drive's on, I can hit my irons, and the putting's good. But Anthony can have, like, two days in a row, three days in a row, where everything's on, and he has the short game over me. His His yeah. chipping is elite. Oh, it's, he, it's, it's immaculate. It's immaculate. So yeah. he has yeah. the short game over me. So I'll give him the golf. I'll okay. give him, I'll give him the three rounds. He beats okay. me in the, in the masters. This one's my favorite before you move on to hockey boxing match, 12 rounds, three minutes. Anthony knocks it. me out. In what? Round, Anthony knocks what? me out round two. I'm, I'm, no. more, I'm more patient, more calm. Ooh, Anthony I thought you were me. in the hardcore gym with the speed. No, bag. that doesn't matter. He's in the gym too. And he's, he's in the boxing too. <laughs> I do it more. Oh, he I does do the more. he does the boxing more in in the basement. So, got you. Well, that's yeah. I, I so think Anthony I do my knocks, money. We'll say out of eight rounds, Jake Paul rules. Anthony knocks me out. <laughs> he knocks me out. I think you know what? So you I don't take, even make it to the. I cards. take the pun. I take I take the punishment, but he knocks me out. Yeah. Because I I, 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 I I leave him open. I think I got the better cardiovascular, mm-hmm. and I think <laughs> I, I'm more patient. I okay. think you'll get too fired up, me versus him, brother yeah. versus brother. He's going to try and rip okay. my head off. You, we could put that on YouTube one day. Hey, look yeah, up. you have no poise, man. Sure. Lou, you got to have the poise. I'll be, your, I'll be in your corner. Oh, Lou. great. Uh, you're Thank down you. on the cards. You're down on the cards. Let's go. <laughs> Keep your hands up here. To the body. To the body. Okay. Uh, hockey, quickly. Um, shootout. Because let's just say, I don't know, uh, who's a common goalie. Like that. We'll just say, like, you just put a guy in net, okay? Ten shots. Who, who has the better hands here? Who has the better hands between you two? I think I got better hands, but going up on a shootout, I think Lucas wins. So he has a better shot. Yeah, Lucas no, has a I, shot? I think he's just more creative on the shootout, and he's able to, to okay. make the goalie move. And you play what position again, Anthony? I played both ways. Oh, so he's just an all-around guy. Is what I'm hearing. Oh, Lucas. don't give me that crap. <laughs> played forward and defense. He played defense his whole life. He had like what one year at forward? Played three years forward in AAA and two years defense in AAA. AAA defense in AAA. Yeah, one of my last. Two oh years. yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing about Anthony. Anthony's always been the better hockey player. But I'm still okay. not a great hockey player. Not he's a great. Straight he's grinder. he's he is he's the Rasmus Sandin. Of okay. hockey. He's got he can <laughs> okay. skate like the wind. He's got great vision. Doesn't have the b- biggest shot, but it gets through. Like it just gets mm. through from the point. Make a lot of little yeah. mistakes. Makes a lot of little mistakes, but again, that comes with, with the experience. But when we're out there playing um we play Tuesday nights uh like with the with our you guys uncles. on the same team? 
Yeah, we play on the same team. Anthony is he's the guy you get he gives you the puck and you get him the puck because he, he can put it in the back of the net for sure. Okay. That's that's very good information if we ever play Shinny. Thank yeah. you for that. Uh last one, sorry. We're Italian. So I know you guys don't play soccer. Not a soccer fan, but related to football, if we had field goals here, okay? Twenty yard field goals. Five twenty yard field goals. Who makes more? You know, I think I, I practice a little bit of kicking the football. <laughs> this guy's a, a jack of all trades. Jack of all trades. Lou, you're just sitting there like, I don't. I'm gonna wait to hear what he says, yeah, and then like, I'll say I just want to see where he's going with it. No, he's got the football touch. He's played football. He's but probably... kicking, I've seen you kick a soccer ball. It's not that bad. I think I, could, can make. I think I could outkick him. You know what, football. Luca? I think this is gonna be a content piece when it yeah, comes to I, the summer. This brother is gonna be YouTube, YouTube. I'll be the host, and I'll set up the series. Events. We'll go. We'll, we'll go to the. We'll go to like mini putt, and we'll yeah. see if we can make the putts or something. We'll go. Well, I'm not spending seventy bucks. You see, no. you guys, cut off. Yeah, for okay, sure. So we'll uh, sure. we'll we'll do a series of these, um, because we got big news coming up, obviously in the future for 2022. Mm-hmm. So it'll be uh, it'll be exciting. But yeah, I had to ask you guys those questions because I know we always talk about them, and I know there's a little bit of banter that goes on between you two. So I had to see uh, who's the better oh, brother. So so basically. And is just more superior for Telly is what I'm He's, He has <laughs> the more superior. Look at his smile. You guys can't see it, but no, they're no. both beside each other. And just shrugs it off like it's nothing. Like, yeah, like. You know what? I like, I like that you, right now, you put it on the record that Anthony is the superior. So he is, he's the favorite going into this match. And that I'm the true. underdog. So yeah. for all you listeners out there who want to put money on me, I think it's a good choice because I've done some crazy do things. I've come back from a lot of things. I'm resilient. Yeah. Trust me. This is just, gonna be the I just don't want to, I don't want to get over my head here. Anthony's the favorite. I'm the underdog coming into this match and we'll see what happens when, when we get this going. Well, Luca knows how I play under pressure, right? So that is true. Yeah. I, I've seen this guy Eagle hole. He didn't even see. So mm-hmm. t- this is why you want to talk about pressure. You want to talk about pressure when I got to go up for a five-minute show. Everything's uh, prepared. There it is. You get you the prompter and everything. Tell them about this world. John Shannon, one of the top guys in the sports media industry, <laughs> is, is doing our show. And I give my USB to put in the prompter to this guy right here. What <laughs> happens? Five seconds before I go on. Lucas, the prompter's not working. You're going. Perfect. So now I have to say an intro, memorize a pack, do a three-minute, what was it? A three-minute spiel. A five-minute show. It was a five-minute spiel, but I'm, I'm talking about it. I had to do the intro. I had you to do the least pack. You had to do the intro, pack. you had to do the highlight pack, and then you had two minutes to talk by yourself about any topic you want. Any topic I want, ad-libbed, no looking down at your paper. Yeah, I'll give no, the, the talking. The, for the, doing the you shows, just, no. that's all him. That's all. Yeah, him. no, He's that that. There. Yeah, and this you did pretty good today for your debut. But to be fair, yeah, <laughs> this guy, he, I, I did though. To be honest, like you should have seen him. This guy was just you could just see he was pissed, just shaking his head, talking because he knew he was obviously it's hard to go up there with no script when you're, you know, you have the prompter and stuff. But I told that control room, and I'll stick to it to this day, not to go on. Give me two minutes to restart the damn thing. And it came on late, though. It came on with it like did, 30 came seconds on, yeah, left. It, 
30 seconds. Said, it was like I my said, outro yeah, to, to, that, like, to oh. that thing I got to talk about. And then thank you for coming to sport the CSF Sports Center. And then I, I had to get out. I'm like, thanks, Luca. Better late than never. Yeah. But was it wasn't real. his fault. It was the uh, it was just <laughs> circular. <laughs> show had to go on. Exactly. The show had exactly. to go on. But exactly. I think that was my most pressure moment. And the trade deadline shows and all that. So Anthony, I want to thank you for coming on. Luca, that was a great impromptu segment from you. Thank you, thank you. And Ant, thanks for coming on, buddy. Hey, thank you for having me. You guys will uh, you guys will see each other in about two minutes. So. Yeah, we, me and Luca are just going to wrap up the show here, and uh, okay. we'll get it going. Thank you. Thanks, Ant. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thank you. What a guy. What a guy. You just had to pump him up, eh? You just had yeah, to I did. Pump him I had up. to fire him up a little bit so he comes back, you know? Yeah, so he comes back. Exactly. Um, um, so before we leave, tell him about what we got planned, what you were telling oh, me before the show. I was telling you before. So we're going to finally we're gonna get on youtube we got to do this we got to yeah. get on youtube more yeah. more viewers we get pot you have the podcast version and you'll have the youtube version as well as we want to get more guests on the show i know we get our buddies on and they talk about we get to talk about sports have some fun conversations but we want to get like real people like real people from the industry to talk about uh yes. these sports whether it's players whether it's college uh guys that we know we want to get these guys on so it gives the fans uh, more experience, like a more of experience and better insight, I guess. Not, I'm not saying everybody's insight's bad, but we will get, we're going to switch it up. 2022, we got a long way to go. We're still in lockdown. Luke, we're still do, do this on Zoom. Soon we're going to get a studio. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. This guy, let's just rent out, you know, unit space. Yeah, Why not? Let's, let's you know, especially in this, uh, in this um, this world we're living in, that thing is going to get shut down in about two weeks. So <laughs> exactly. that's just a great idea. But no, it's uh, I think it's it's a great uh, great thing on YouTube. Um, also, before before we do go, um, I didn't mention this when he was on, but I do want to give him uh, give him a shout out. Pac actually does have a podcast. If you mm-hmm. guys love football, you guys love the NFL. Uh, you know, from the Nosebleeds podcast, him and a guy that used to go to Bill Crowther's, Thomas Goldberg, great stuff. Yeah. Great, great stuff. Uh, it's Catch the Blitz uh, podcast network. It's, it's really, really good. Um, and producer Paulo, just Mondi, a little shout out to you guys as well. My former Crowther's boys there uh, in Colts TV. So just uh, if you guys want NFL and if you're tired of hearing Brady talk and all that, they for sure as hell don't like Brady as much as I do. So if you want yeah. to have some hate, if you love Brady hate, this is the podcast for you right over here. Uh, because I've turned Lucas, as we've seen throughout this episode, and I've turned multiple people. Mm-hmm. But hopefully well, uh, hopefully you guys uh, really enjoyed uh, this episode. And we love doing these kind of yeah. things, bringing on guests. We're always looking for new people, uh, new guests, new topics. Because sports, we love talking about sports, but at the same time, it's good to have fun, especially with everything going on, just to cheer people up and uh, get new people on because at the end of the day, sports is something that if you know what you're talking about, or even if you don't, there's always going to be one sport that you love that you can just talk to forever and ever and ever. So it was really fun and we just love doing this for you guys. So it's uh, it's a pleasure. Yep. More content coming out from us too. Uh, we're going to do, try to do some stuff because we love doing this. Um, you can listen to this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Radio Public, Spotify, and Stitcher as well. Follow us on Instagram at L2 Sports Podcast, Luca Moya 92 
and Lucas Curtelli. 23, thank you guys so much. It's a little bit of a long episode. We'll put timestamps in for you guys, for all our yeah, guests. Of course. And uh, we'll see you soon. We'll see you next week. Ciao.